0: Welcome to a brand new podcast series. I'm your host, Natalia, and we're in conversation with Pastor Jeremy. This is a three-part podcast where we're going to talk about personal reflection, resolve, and reboot. Hello, Pastor Jeremy. Let's get right into the podcast and tell us what you have for us today. Hi, Nat. Good to be back with another brand new podcast, thinking through our lives, effectiveness of our lives, and the outcome of our lives as we live it purposefully. On purpose. I love these three words. What did you say? You said reflect, you said resolve, and then you and reboot. Well, that's what we want to talk about. And over these three, it is my heart's desire to help us stop and do something that might be uncomfortable for a lot of us because we are not trained to do that. We might do it a little bit, but we'll only go as far as we can handle the pain. And this I'm referring to is reflection. Reflection. Resolve and reboot. Let's begin with gratitude because that forms the basis of your reflection. You're going into this not to beat yourself up. I say it again. You're going into this not to beat yourself up even though you're going to be very real, very honest with yourself and you're going to feel stuff that you don't wanna feel. You're going to have to process stuff you don't wanna process. So let me start by saying you're going into this with gratitude that forms the basis of this process. What are you grateful for? Through all, through thick and thin, through all that has happened, what you liked, what you didn't like, people, stuff, the way the year panned out, what are you grateful for? What are you willing to be grateful for even though you didn't like it? So reflection begins with saying, Lord, I'm looking back because I want to thank you. I'm looking back because I want to be grateful so that you make your intentions very clear to God. Now when you go to your reflection and you start penning down your thoughts, thinking through the things I'm going to tell you how to in just a bit, constantly refrain, constantly have a chorus of gratitude in your heart. Lord, I thank you that this is going to heal me. Lord, I thank you for the people you brought into my life because you would not have done it had you not loved me. Because you loved me, you allowed me to go through these situations meet these people, have these conversations, and even fail forward. So I thank you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the failures. I'm grateful for the mess ups. I'm grateful for the hard times. I'm grateful for things not working out for me because it led to me being, and you, you finish that sentence, you know, figure it out. So let's begin with gratitude. Gratitude for people gratitude for situations gratitude for things that didn't work out your way say thank you i didn't say you want to you feel like saying thank you gratitude is not a feeling gratitude is a decision just like praise is a weapon gratitude is a decision so you decide you're going to be grateful and you go into this process thankful and you'll come out praising today let me talk about reflection someone once said An unexamined life is not a life worth living. And in scriptures, we find the man ridiculed for looking in a mirror and then going away and forgetting what he saw. David in his Psalms constantly reflects on himself. He says, through the watches of the night as I surf the ceiling, I think about my words, I think about my life, and I remember your goodness, and I remember your faithfulness, and how you got me through, how you rescued me, how you trained me, how you provided for me. As you look at all the men of old, the women of old from Genesis right through those who were faithful, you find in their lifestyle moments of reflection. Sometimes they're forced reflections where Jonah was put in the belly of a whale for three days and three nights and he was forced to reflect and he comes out and writes a powerful book. Such an honest biography of his own experience with God in those darkest hours. Reflection is something we must do. And as we slow the car down and we begin to arrive at the turning point into 2024, before we hit the new year, are we going to just do the same old, same old? Are we going to just watch the year number change to 24 and screech and scream along with the countdown? Are we going to just say, okay, you know what, I want to do this differently or that differently without really reflecting? And I say that lovingly because it's painful. Because when you really sit down to reflect, you're going to have to ask yourself some very serious questions and you're going to have to make a moment of it. That means you sit down with a piece of paper, a pen, a Bible. Maybe if you have had a journal, you pull that out and then you go back in time and say, how did I start this year? What did I want to be at the end of this year? Have I accomplished it? Now, you could beat yourself up for not accomplishing certain things. But more important than that is to ask yourself, what got me here? What stupid thing did I do because of which I wasn't able to accomplish what I didn't accomplish? What weakness of mine contributed to me not being able to hit my target? If you had targets, if you had plans. Everybody starts with new year resolutions. And we'll talk about next time. But to resolve to do something requires commitment, it requires habit, and it requires resolve. It requires a mental decision to not do things the way you used to do. So in reflection, you've got to ask the question, how did I do them? What made me, and I did this recently, and I have been doing it every day as I approach 2024, what what made me fail? What was the trip up? Why do I give up on my gymming? Why do I give up on my workouts? What makes me trip and, and, you know, I miss one day, then I miss another day, then before I know what, I've missed a week, and then I just give up. What makes me give up on church? What makes me give up on Bible reading? You've got to get to the point where you're asking yourself the hard questions, and you're doing it in the comfort of just you and the presence of God. But reflection means I write it down. Writing simply means I pen my thoughts. And thoughts means I have thought about it. I have given it consideration. I have calibrated my weaknesses, and especially my weaknesses and the habits that make me trip up. The things I do, my personality things, how I excuse myself, my goodness. My dear friend, my brother and sister, if I could count the ways in which I excuse myself, pamper myself, you know, let myself go, let myself off the hook over and over again, time and time again, because I don't want to let me feel any pain or hurt, or discomfort in making change, or confronting someone, or demanding for respect and basic rights. Things like that, you know what I mean? So this aspect of reflection, or this process of reflection, is something I would like you to consider as a practical task, a process, something you actually sit down and do. And you don't do it once, because nothing's going to come to you all at once. In fact, once you start the process, my gosh, it's going to flow. The thoughts are going to flow. The emotions are going to flow. And then you want to keep coming back to it. So make it something you do every day for seven days. Make it something you do every day, either in the morning or late at night, when you are absolutely free of the phone, free of the television, free of the internet, free of your family or anybody else knocking on your door, pinging you, getting your attention. Do it really early in the morning or do it really late at night or sometime in which you know nobody's going to get in your way. If you have an addiction to the phone, to the buzzing of the phone, to notifications, if you have an addiction to to scrolling, mindless scrolling of Instagram, then you want to put your phone off. You want to switch your phone off. You want to get down to just a paper and pen. And you can tear up this paper, by the way. You can tear it up. But take it down. Write it down. Because writing puts your thoughts in words. Words puts meaning to your process of thinking through, to your reflecting. No. So you have sat down. You have got your yellow pad or your notepad, you've got your pen, and you're beginning to think. You start going back in time to why you let yourself down, why you did things differently, what made you stop doing the things you decided to start doing, and why you let yourself off the hook. Once you've worked through some of that reflection, you now reflect on your actions. When you did your actions, how did you feel about it? When you finished doing it, did you ever retrace your steps to understand why you did that, whether good or bad? And if it's good, how can you repeat it? And if it's bad, how can you ensure it never happens again? How did you set in place certain parameters, limitations, so that you were your own judge? You were your own police. You get what I'm saying? You don't like anybody else telling you you're wrong. Well, somebody has to. Who's going to do it? And later on, I'm going to be talking about in the third podcast, I'm going to be talking about the authority of Scripture and how Scripture speaks to you and how Scripture counsels you to be able to do this reflection more thoroughly. But you have got to be your worst critic. You've got to stop and say, I want the best of me. I want the best of me. I want to give the best of me to the Lord. I want to give my best to his work and to his purposes. I want to give my family members the best. I want to give my life the best. I want to give my body what is really good for it. You know, chowing down on rubbish on the side of the street and then wanting God to bless our health. That kind of thing. Reflect on that. Do I do that? Do I do that? Do I never write, but I want to be a brilliant communicator? Do I never practice, but I want to be great at something? Do I never repeat or practice or make a habit of something I want to be excellent at? I haven't thought through that. I haven't. So you stop and reflect. I want to be this, but I've done nothing to get there. You know, I just want everybody to accept the fact that I am, or I want people to just credit me with well-intentioned gestures that I have the desire to be, and I want brownie points for that. So that's the kind of hardcore reflection that is required for us. So you're sitting down, you're writing it down, tears are flowing, thoughts are coming back to you, and you just stop. You just stop and say, Lord, there is healing in this. Lord, there is joy in this. It brings me great joy to go back and clean my closet. It brings me great joy. You you say it over yourself. You command it over yourself. You say there is great joy in confronting my own inabilities, confronting my own weaknesses, my own failings. Thank you, Lord, that I can do this quietly with you and I don't need an audience. I'm not being exposed. I'm not being told by somebody else. Thank you that I could get there and you can open my mind and heart to it. Because once you start doing that, my friend, God's going to draw the curtains. He's going to draw the curtains. He's going to let the light in. He's going to make you and help you to see where you've been letting yourself down, where you feel you've been letting God down and what you could do differently. Today, we're talking about reflection only, not resolve, uh, not reboot. We're talking about reflection only. That process, if it's not genuine, you will never get to resolve and reboot. Everything else you do will just be lip service. It'll be nice for the moment. And you'll feel good that, you know, oh, this year I'm going to lose weight. This year I'm going to write. This year I'm going to, you know, I'm going to travel. You don't even have a passport, but you've decided this year you're going to travel. You know what I mean? It's it's like, it's a feel good factor for the beginning of the year. But by the end of January, we're nowhere. We are not able to break our goals down into life goals. I was taught this both in a seminar and also from my personal mentors. If your life goals aren't reflected in today's goals, you can kiss your life goals goodbye. It's not happening. It's not something you're going to start next year or next month. If it's not today, if today did not contribute to your life goal, then your life goals a joke. And all of us seem to have life goals that are disconnected from today's goals. And we don't see, we just think of today as, okay, today went, tomorrow I'll do, tomorrow I'll start, tomorrow. And day after day is just passing. Reflection is about how do we let our days pass without hitting life goals, without making something of our life. Reflection is about asking myself, am I healthy in my relationships? How are my relationships doing? Do I run from my relationships or do I run to my relationships? Am I contributing to them and am I building them? Or am I just letting them like cactus live on around me? Do I expect relationships to just carry on? And if people love me, they'll stick around. If they don't love me, they can go to hell. How do I treat relationships? How you treat relationships is a reflection on how much you value yourself. Because if you think someone should value you as how much you value yourself, then you're going to value others in your life and you're going to build relationships. And when are relationships most insecure or most threatened, it's when you hit a conflict or you hit a roadblock in that relationship, a communication roadblock, a physical affection roadblock, or misunderstanding, how you meander through that, how you navigate through that shows how committed you are to that relationship. If you walk away from a confrontation, if you walk away from something that is uncomfortable, you don't value the relationship. Don't talk about how much you should be loved when you're not willing to love the other person enough to go through the hardship of that. It's going to be awkward. It'll be difficult. So reflect. Reflect on the last year. Reflect on memories that are not too distant. Recent. Just this last year. How did you fare? How did you think about uh, certain people in your life? How many have you lost this year? There you go. How many have you lost? Name them, put them down on that piece of paper of yours. How many people are you not close to anymore? And this is going to shake you up. This is going to bring you to tears. This is going to really bring you to a hard place in your life. But trust me, every time you come through a hard place, God picks you up and God sets you on a rock. God works through that process. Remember, there is no crown without a cross. There is no crown without a cross. You've got to go through the pain of it. And the pain is a good pain because it's a healing pain. Are you willing to do it? Because once you start it, the tears will flow. The people will come through. The people will come back to you, your memories, your thoughts, your feelings, and you will relive many of those moments. And if you're going to be honest about it, then reflection is going to hurt a bit. Sit down and write it down. And remember, Lord, this is so that 2024 is not like 2023. This is so that next year, will be a good year for me and for the people around me. Last but not least, when we talk about reflection, it's an absolute waste of time if it's not truthful, right? And truth is what gives our life meaning. If you're going to talk about truth with me and be honest about it, you can't be the source of truth. You can't be the defining factor. You can't be the author of truth. You can't decide what's true and what's not true. Truth comes from outside of you. You are the recipient of truth not the source. So you've got to reflect in the light of truth. Scripture brings truth, and I'll highlight this in my third podcast. So when you reflect, you're asking the questions, but God has to agree with your answers. Your conscience has to agree with your answers. Common sense has to agree with your answers. So your emotions are going to force you to believe lies. Your emotions are going to sway you. The heart is desperately wicked above all things. Guard your heart, for it is the fountain. It is the wellspring of life. And integrity in the heart is what really helps reflection heal and move you to a place of breakthrough, of joy, of transformation, of evolving. That's what real reflection will result in. So don't waste this beautiful opportunity. Don't finish it overnight. Don't leave it to just emotions. Don't leave your emotions raw at the end of a process of reflection. Get to the end where you've nailed it. You've buried some emotions. You have honest some emotions based on what the truth is. So I'm being very broad here. I understand that. And I wish I could sit with you and help you see how practical this is. But you want to make sure that this job is done Until you've come to the end of your reflection and you're able to pen in words, you're able to uh, summarize what is the result of your reflection. What have you thought about, thought as true, and what was your thinking that was not true? What is your thinking that you've now decided to change your mind about? And in that mind change, in that change of heart, you're going to see your resolve and your reboot far more effective. So truth, Mm -hmm doesn't come from you, it comes from God. And God is a person who reflects a lot. God thinks back and he reflects and assesses that it was good. You see what I'm saying? That's because that's his work. So he will help you work through that process and bring you out and through. And I have just saved you hours of counseling, therapy, and a lot of money on indulgence and on coping mechanisms if you just give yourself the gift of genuine reflection. I would love to hear from you what your experience was. I know this podcast was very introspective, but I know that will really help you gauge where you're at and help you prepare for this upcoming year. On that note, we'll end this podcast. Next week, we'll talk about resolutions and how to keep them more realistic and sustainable. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next podcast.